right. So have you ever felt in times you felt God guiding you or being the presence of God? Through? Yes, no, yes, yes. I would say that um, I, I feel his presence with me in, in all times, in joyful times. And when I'm sad, I just know he's there as well. How do you, is there any way when you like feel you can like tell just because of like actions through people or actions of people? But if if um, you see, I live on my own, so you get a little bit down. So what I do is I just sit quiet and I just let myself be open, mm-hmm. and I feel I feel his presence there definitely. Okay. Yes, yes. So earlier you're about to tell a story of uh, joining the church when you were around seven. Well, when I was seven, I moved from Stockton. We we came from a very poor area of Stockton. It was a clumps uh, clearance place. Uh-huh. Uh, as people moved out, they used to take the front door off, the back door, and take the stairs out. So by the time we moved out, there was quite a lot of... But it didn't phase us, because that's what we were used to. And uh, Dad decided we would go to Croft, into the country. Dad, he worked at Stockton, but then his job turned to Darlington. So we came to Croft, and uh, it was a church school. Okay. And I really felt good there. Mm-hmm. Yes, the rector used to come into church, into the school, say twice a week with um, um, the start of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. And on Thursday mornings, we all, the whole school from Croft uh, just walked down the road to St Peter's. Do you, you know where St Peter's is? And we just learned the catechism and the Ten Commandments, and all things to do with the Bible. Yes. yes. And he was he was in tune, the rector, with the children. Um, and he used to say, hop in. And children take that literally. So every yes. time I walked along South Parade, where I live, past St Peter's to go to the shop over the bridge, I popped in. So oh, I was open to going, yes. And he was a... You see, in those days, we had our own rector. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think he's in charge of about six oh. churches, and it's hard. But then we all knew him. You know, he was always in the village. He lived in the village. So you're saying that having that personal connection with your rector helped you... Be, Definitely. Um, Definitely. ...connect with yes. the church? Yes. OK, so that's one of your earliest memories it of getting involved It is one of my earliest memories, God. yes. Yes. Um, and of course, uh, we all went to church. We all just went to church. So on Sundays, we went to church. Um, we weren't, it wasn't compulsory, but we just popped in, like the rector said we could. He made it, uh, he didn't down it and make it something, you know, but he made it approachable for children yeah. to pop in. Yeah, mm. and that's something that you enjoyed. Mm was a change between moving to a new place yes and you found that helpful to, that you had the rector and the people at church to guide you there yes. is there any other times when you felt like that and you've had god in your life or just a feeling of like it's okay because there's people around me or 
someone's going to be there to guide me. Well, I feel that God has been in my life because he's always drawn me to places where I meet other Christians. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had a struggle to be a Christian because yeah. I lived next door to a great lady called Jean Stobart and she was magnificent. And I mean, I had three boys and she was a, a lady that hadn't married. And, oh. and the, the, the lads used to, uh, well, Stephen particularly, used to go in and I was horrified. Because, you know, because she lived with a, a mother who was elderly. Yeah. And actually, the gelled. The gelled. So, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't down anybody, really. You just should accept them for how they are. Um, and it was a good place for me to be. And then, of course, um, I, I started out in Reed Street originally. And when Ian was three, because I'd been to a church school, we are taught one of the commandments is you must give the children access to teaching of the church. That'll be yeah. maybe old fashioned now. Mm-hmm. So that when Ian sense. was three, I was decidedly uneasy because mm-hmm. I'd had them christened at Trinity. I was Church of England. Okay. And um, I did try and go there, but it, uh, um, anyway, this Sunday morning, off I went. Norman took the two uh, two uh, younger boys off. That uh, David would be just a baby, mm-hmm. and Stephen would be about maybe four or five. Uh, and I said, "I'm got you would t- take him to his mother's." And I said, "I would like Ian to go to Sunday school." And it appeared to be on a morning then. I don't know why. So off we went. I got him into the Sunday school. Five minutes later, there was a knock on my door, and there he was, was all crying. <laughs> he didn't want to go to Sunday school. So I thought it through, and I said to him, how about if you go to Sunday school, Dave, uh, Ian, and I shall be downstairs in the church? I said, that's the Sunday school for the big people. Oh. So he said, all right. And I saw the door open a bit, you know, Piermont, of yes. course. And I, and I, and I, and obviously he saw that I was there, so the door shut and off he went back upstairs. So that was a good move. So that's a, was that the first time you went to Piermont? It was. It was. And um, I, I just opened the door, and I think one was Joyce Glasper, and there was another lady, and they said, come in. Yeah. I, yes. Uh, yes. But welcomed. I, I, I was. I was welcomed. Yeah. Yes. Because I do just think I might not have gone again, you know. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm new, you see. I, I, from Croft, I slipped away a bit. And yeah. I wasn't going to church, but um, I was married in church. I was married up at St Matthew's. But by then I'd moved into Trinity Parish. So I, I didn't, I wasn't very well known in Trinity. Yeah. So it was a bit, but I, and I had the need to go, or, or I felt the I wanted need. to go. Yes. Okay. And and Jean Stobart next door was a great help to me. She was steeped in the love of the Lord, wasn't she? She was marvelous, and she encouraged me. And of course, there was um, 
what a sisterhood in those days. That's okay. a ladies' meeting in the afternoon. Yeah. So Tuesday afternoon I was to go to that. And then a young wife started. And it was all from people who started these things. Yes. And that made you feel welcome yes. into church. Yes. And yes. And one of the biggest things... I can't read the Bible, it's too small. <laughs> so I went to Skinnergate and I went into the shop along Skinnergate, I forget what they call it, and I said to the lady, I said, have you a Bible with big writing? Mm -hmm. She said, how big? I said, big as you like. Yeah. And she said, I've got a Bible with giant <coughs> print. And this is my Bible, look. Oh, yes. That's amazing. That's amazing, isn't it? Yes. And also, I sometimes have to read it with this. You've got to find things. <laughs> You've got to find things. Can you see? <laughs> very, very. It's amazing. It is amazing. So, at the moment, for people listening, Mary is holding a massive magnifying glass <laughs> for her Bible with a light on. Yes. She keeps in a knitted sock. Yes. And then another lady at Piemont called. Edna Lawrence, she said to me, would you like a book and you do daily readings? Oh. And I said, I would. And this is what she brought me, our daily bread. Now this lady has since died, but I got the address of this and every three months they send me a daily bread and I said, I can't read it, have you got something bigger? So. Oh, and they've given you in large version. There's things there that you have to ask. <laughs> yes, of course. Some ordinary people who aren't Christians, but who are helpful. And because they're kind, you think it's a, um, a Christian gift. Yeah. So you can, even though you, that people you know may not, they may be atheist or mm. don't really believe. No. But you can see God, our Lord, working within them to, like, help I, know, I do, I do, yes. And because I use this, and you see, this morning it was Isaiah, I'm, I'm getting quite good with roaming around the Bible. Oh. Yes, and me, one of my me, nice, one of the ones I really like is Habakkuk. Habakkuk? Yes. I Yes, I, it, yes. Would you like to tell it? I'm not, I'm not aware. It's, um, it's, yes, it's one of the Bible books. Let's have a look. Uh, probably, yes. And this is one of my favourite readings. I have it to help. Where am I? That's Michael. Oh, and that's a good one. Have a what does the Lord require of you? That you act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And I try one. to walk humbly. If I get it too big for my boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but me, it's, this is the Habakkuk one, look. Um... Where is it? Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, and the olive crop fails, and there's no food in the field, no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the, in the byre, still will I be joyful in the Lord. He is my saviour. Well, that's really sweet. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yes. That's my Habakkuk, and you know, if I'm a, a bit down, I get hold of that. Oh. And, yes, and it goes on to say, He gives me the feet of a deer, He enables me to walk on the heights, so I can walk on the heights. Oh, that's really, that's really like meaningful. 
It is meaningful, yes. Yes. So because I use this, um, I would say until I got this, I wasn't familiar with the Bible. I knew the, I didn't know the Old Testament at all, I would say. But this gets you from, um, like, now t- tomorrow it's um, Colossians, and then the next day it's Timothy. But Corinthians, look, Exodus, all the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, it, it helps you to link up yeah. with with the coming of Christ. Yeah. And, yeah, and how it's come through to, to us. Yeah. I think it's chapter 40 where we're going to rise up on wings of angels, wings of eagles. Yes. Lord, he will find you. And I do think that that's happened to me. Oh, that's very exciting.